Hello, listeners. Welcome back to our tech-centric podcast, where we unravel the complicated world of technology and make it accessible and fun. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. Today, we're stepping into the advanced terrain of machine learning to explore a fascinating paper titled Beyond Size, How Gradients Shape Pruning Decisions in Large Language Models. Pruning might make you think of gardening, but in machine learning, it refers to the process of simplifying a neural network by trimming off the bits that might not be contributing much. That's right, Tom. It's like cutting off the excess branches so the remaining parts can flourish more efficiently. Now, the bigger the neural network, or tree in this analogy, the more room there is to prune. And we're talking about some seriously oversized trees here, Jen. These large language models, LLMs for short, can have billions of parameters. That's billion with a B, folks. Imagine trying to find which specific leaves on these billion branch trees aren't needed. Most pruning methods until now have mainly looked at the weight of these leaves. That is, the importance given to each connection in the neural network. But the authors of this paper from the Mohammed bin Zayed University of Artificial Intelligence argue there's a better way. They say looking at gradients, which are like the growth patterns of the leaves, can tell you more about which ones to snip. These gradients come into play when the LLM is learning from data. They're mathematical values that describe the direction and rate of change, indicating how important a specific parameter is in making predictions. The authors developed a pruning method called Gradient-Based Language Model Pruner, or GBLM Pruner for short. It's a bit like a sophisticated algorithmic pair of gardening shears. Exactly, Jen. It uses these gradients to create a score that assesses each parameter's importance. And you don't need more training samples or updates to the remaining weights after pruning. This is a huge time saver. They put GBLM Pruner to the test on tasks like language understanding and generation against other methods like magnitude pruning and sparse GPT, and it pruned without a significant loss in performance. Oh. They even found that this method post-pruning revealed structural patterns that suggest a deeper geometric significance within the network's parameters. Right. Plus, they've made their code and model available. It's a pruning party and everyone's invited. So to wrap up, Beyond Size isn't just a study about trimming down big neural networks. It's about taking a smarter, informed approach based on gradient information. And that's our deep dive for today. We've turned complex tech into a more approachable chat about digital tree trimming. I hope you found it as interesting as we did. Stay tuned for our next episode, where we take on another tech marvel. For now, it's goodbye from Tom. And goodbye from Jen. Keep your neurons sparking out there. This podcast is brought to you by Pumpkin Tech. Revolutionizing Halloween with cybernetic pumpkins. Ever wanted your jack-o'-lantern to actually chase trick-or-treaters off your lawn? Or maybe you're tired of carving the same old spooky faces. Well, with Pumpkin Tech's new line of cybernetic gourds, you're in for a techie treat. These pumpkins come with motion sensors, LED lights, and a built-in speaker that plays eerie phrases. Get off my lawn, you meddling kids. And for all you romantics, there's the love-o'-lantern that swipes right on Tinder for you. No more sticky hands from pumpkin guts. They even carve themselves while you enjoy that pumpkin spice latte. And if you act now, you'll get the exclusive feature, pumpkin drones. That's right. Your jack-o'-lantern 
can now fly around the neighborhood, giving a whole new meaning to spirit in the sky. So visit Pumpkin Tech, where Halloween meets high tech. Get your cybernetic pumpkin today and make this October one to remember. Don't wait until they're gourd. Welcome back to our show. Today we're diving deep into a topic that's not just a mouthful, but a mindful too. Two complementary perspectives to continual learning. Ask not only what to optimize, but also how. That's right, Tom. This is for all of you out there who love learning about learning, specifically the artificial kind that occurs in neural networks. To break it down, we're talking about how these networks can learn continuously without forgetting what they've learned before. Exactly, Jen. This challenge is known in the field as catastrophic forgetting. Imagine you learn how to bake a cake, then move on to learn car repair. Suddenly, you can't remember the difference between baking powder and baking soda. Classic catastrophic forgetting. In the context of neural networks, this problem becomes even more complex. Researchers Tim Hess, Tina Tutelars, and Guido M. van de Ven at KU Leuven proposed looking at it from two angles, not just what the network is learning or the optimization objective, but also the method of learning. They use the term stability gap, which signifies the performance hit when a network starts learning something new. Despite advances, such as adding replay or regularization to the loss function, this gap still exists, and our researchers argue that it might be due to the way optimization is usually approached. And that brings us to the pivotal insight from Hess and the team. If we refine not just the optimization objective, but also the trajectory, basically how the AI learns step by step, we might just bridge that stability gap. It's like saying, instead of trying to retain everything you learned about baking while learning car repair, we should find a better way to switch focus between tasks so nothing gets lost in the transition. Their plan is fascinating. They suggest combining these replay strategies with something called gradient projection-based optimization. It's a bit like tweaking the GPS route to a destination, not just deciding where to go, but also choosing a route that avoids traffic jams. Right, Jen. To test this idea, they're gonna conduct experiments using what's known as experience replay along with gradient projection techniques to determine if this combination does indeed lead to better continual learning. All of this boils down to three main questions they wanna answer. One, can we actually reduce the stability gap with better optimization? Two, can we make the learning process more efficient? And three, will this lead to better overall performance for the AI? will eagerly be awaiting Hess and the team's results. This research could pave the way for AI that learns more like humans do, picking up new skills while retaining old ones without skipping a beat. Thanks for sticking with us through that sci-fi journey into the world of continual learning. Remember, it's not just what you learn, it's how you learn it. That's a wrap for today's episode. If you wanna learn more about how machines are learning, continually improving in ways that mimic human adaptability? Stay tuned for more. Are you tired of the same old boring way to get around? Do sidewalks make you yawn with every step? Do you wish for a zip in your travel that ignites your mornings like a double espresso? Then you need to check out Jump Rays Inc the latest innovation in personal travel that's hopping into the future. With JumpRay's patented spring step technology, you can bounce your commute away 
and leap over those mundane travel woes. Why walk when you can spring into action? Dodge those puddles, skip the traffic, and jumpstart your day. Whether you're hopping to the office or bounding to the barista, Jump Raise Inc.'s eco-friendly pogo propulsion is the way to go-go. So say goodbye to the drag of dragging your feet and together bounce your way to bliss with Jump Raise Inc. Disclaimer, Jump Raise Inc. is not responsible for any over jumps into neighboring states or accidental space launches. Always jump responsibly, folks. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to our thought-provoking podcast, where we dive into intriguing new research. I'm your host, Tom. And I'm Jen. Today, we'll be walking you through a paper titled Three Bricks to Consolidate Watermarks for Large Language Models, which is an absolutely fascinating read in the realm of text generation and its verification. To set the stage, think of large language models, or LLMs like ChatGPT or Elama, as these giant brainy blocks that can write almost anything. But with great power comes great responsibility, right? Exactly. The fear with these LLMs is they could be used for icky stuff like spreading fake news or even impersonating people. The authors of this paper are looking into a way to basically tag the text these models generate so we know it came from them and not a human. That tag they're talking about is what they call a watermark. It's a hidden signal or pattern encoded into the text. Just like those watermarks you find on money that only show up under a certain light, these are invisible marks tucked inside the generated text. The researchers in this paper are throwing three big theoretical and practical advancements into the mix to make watermarking more robust. The first is about making sure the watermark does not result in falsely accusing someone of using generated text it's a big deal for the credibility of the technique. And they actually found out that previous watermarking methods were overconfident about their accuracy. They were like, hey, there's only a one in a million chance we're wrong. But when tested more rigorously, their actual error rate was higher. To fix that, they introduced new statistical tests that can hold water even at these super low false positive rates. Now that's a relief, especially if you're being accused of cheating during an exam with generated text. Another big contribution they made is comparing these watermarks in real-world scenarios. It's like saying, that's cool, you can detect watermarks, but does it mess with the text's quality? Are the watermarks too noticeable? This is where they align the watermark evaluation with benchmarks common in the natural language processing field. Lastly, the cherry on top, they developed advanced detection schemes. They're pushing beyond just noticing the watermark to actually understanding which particular model or version of the model spit out the text. And they even dabbled in multi-bit watermarking. Think of it as encoding an invisible barcode inside the text that could say guest. This text was generated by Model 5 version 3.1 Tuesday. It's super geeky, but also super cool. It's like they're giving these LLMs an invisible tattoo that says made by machine that only special detectors they've designed can read. The tricky part is balancing the watermark strength against how well the text is generated. Crank up the watermark too strong and the text starts to look weird. Go too light and it might miss the mark. The insights were all backed up with rigorous experiments. Picture this. One million texts were used to check the false positive rates of various watermarking methods. It's like they really went to town, making sure these watermarks are the real deal. Wrapping up, 
This research took us from we think it works to we can prove it works, which is a huge step forward for the responsible use of LLMs. It's really helping to nail down this idea of traceability in machine-generated content. Before we sign off, let's give a shout out to the researchers, Pierre Fernandez, Antoine Chafan, Karim Tiet, Vivian Chapelier, and Teddy Furon. Their work could really shape the future of how we detect and validate the authenticity of digital text. And that's it for today's episode. Remember, in the age of AI, keep looking for those invisible traces that tell us where things really came from. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next wave of digital detective work. Stay curious. Are you tired of using tiny, flimsy sporks that just don't cut it? Do you dream of a utensil so massive it can double as a personal defense weapon? Then have we got the place for you. Giant Spork Emporium, where size does matter when it comes to spoon-fork hybrids. These aren't your grandma's sporks. They're your great-great-great-grandma's sporks from the age of the Titans. Equipped with a handle longer than your arm and prongs that can skewer a steak or a small car with ease. Perfect for the family barbecue, where you can flip burgers and fend off pesky cousins at the same time. Use promo code TITANICUTENSIL for a 10% discount on your first Spork skyscraper. Gigantic meals need gigantic tools. Giant Spork Emporium, excessively unnecessary since 2023. Hello listeners, welcome back to your favorite exploration of cutting edge technology in plain language. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. Today, we're diving into something deeply technical yet incredibly fascinating, a research paper titled DAMEX, Dataset-Aware Mixture of Experts for Visual Understanding of Mixture of Datasets. To give you the quick and overly simplified elevator pitch, imagine creating a super smart system that can learn from a whole bunch of different picture albums or datasets, each with different styles and subjects. Right. And the idea is to not just learn from each album individually, but to blend all that knowledge into one grand understanding of visuals. This paper is super fresh, coming in hot from the 37th Conference on Neural Information Processing Systems, or NURIS 2023, authored by some brainy folks at Georgia Tech and Microsoft Research. So Jen, let's unpack this, shall we? Absolutely, Tom. Normally, when we train AI models for tasks like recognizing what's in a photo, these models are trained on specific datasets, which are essentially collections of labeled images. And there's always been a problem with that, hasn't there? Spot on, Tom. If you train a model only on pictures of cats and dogs, and then throw a picture of a lizard at it, it's going to be all what on earth is that? So what these researchers are proposing is a model that doesn't just specialize in one dataset, but can handle a smorgasbord of them. Mixing datasets comes with its own set of challenges, though, like differences in the types of images or the number of images. And don't even get me started on figuring out which features in images are important for one dataset, but maybe irrelevant for another. Enter the mixologists of datasets, dataset-aware mixture of experts, or DAMEX. This approach deals with these challenges by employing what are called a MOEs, short for mixture of experts. Think of them as team members, each with a special skill, and they contribute based on what the task calls for. Right, so instead of having one jack-of-all-trades model, you've got a group of specialists, each knowing their own data set incredibly well. Easy peasy example. Let's say one expert is fantastic with aerial images, 
and another knows all about medical images. Damex figures out how to pass the right image to the right expert. And here's the cherry on top. They managed to do all this within a single model with remarkable efficiency. Tests showed the Damex model smashing the existing state of the art on this thing called the Universal Object Detection Benchmark by more than 10 average precision points. That's huge. They're showing that the model gets smarter about which expert to use without needing extra hints. It's like it becomes an art connoisseur, knowing just who to ask about a particular painting style without looking at the back for a label. And our researchers didn't stop there. They wanted to ensure their super smart system was super resourceful too, avoiding what we call expert representation collapse. That sounds like when your go-to person for 18th century French poetry suddenly can't translate Le Chat because they've been stuck doing only Habanera from Carmen. Hilariously accurate, Tom. What's also amazing is that they shared their code with the world. It lives on GitHub now for everyone to experiment with and improve upon. And with that, I think our listeners have a pretty robust picture of the Damex paper that's making waves in visual AI. Making sense of complex topics in simpler terms is what we thrive on. Any final words, Tom? Just a reminder to never stop being curious. Today's complicated research is tomorrow's everyday tech. Now that's a thought to end on. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. See you next time for another insightful discussion right here on our award-winning podcast. Take care and keep learning. Are you tired of blending into the crowd like an invisible chameleon at a colorblind convention? Do you yearn for the flair of a dragon but have the presence of a garden gnome? Then fear no more. Dragon Fiddle Delightful Disguises has got you covered, or should we say uncovered in a whole new way. Introducing the Sizzle Snout Snood. It's half scarf, half majestic dragon snout, and it's guaranteed to turn heads and torch the blandness right out of your life. But wait, there's more. Why stop at a snood? Unleash your hidden dragon with the full-body fearsome fire-breather frock. Complete with shimmering scales, plush wings, and a tail that wags when you giggle. Plus, each frock comes with a complimentary bottle of smoky char, the eau de toilette that screams, I just scorched the earth with my style. Dragon fit delightful disguises, because why be yourself when you can be a dragon? Use promo code PODCASTPYRO at checkout for a fiery 20% off your first order. Only at Dragon Fiddle, where we make disguise the limit. That's right. Spread your wings, unleash that roar, and become the mythical creature of your wildest dreams. Disclaimer, Dragon Fiddle Delightful Disguises is not responsible for spontaneous duels with knights or princesses following you home. Breathe responsibly. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another fascinating episode of our podcast. In today's deep dive, we're going to untangle a pretty complex topic, the causal disentanglement of multimodal data. That's right. And it might sound like a mouthful, but stick with us. It's basically about understanding the cause and effect within complex data sets. These data sets aren't just your standard spreadsheets. We're talking about data with multiple types or modalities, like a mix of images, text, and numbers. First off, let's break down the term causal representation learning. This is an approach to machine learning that aims to find the relationships of cause and effect within data. It's like looking for the story behind a series of events. Except in data science, these stories 
are hidden in the numbers and patterns within the data set. The challenge is to make these stories interpretable. But without some background knowledge or certain types of data, like interventional data that comes from experiments, it's pretty tough. Enter multimodal scientific data sets, which are like the Swiss army knife for this problem. They contain diverse types of data, like images alongside measurements, which can help with the disentangling process. And that's where physics-based constraints come into play, acting like hints in a puzzle that help guide the learning algorithm in understanding the data's underlying structure. Bringing us to what's called a causal PIMA model, it's a fancy type of algorithm that can use this multimodal data to figure out causal relationships. Picture a web of features, somewhat like a family tree. This algorithm tries to learn the parentage among those features, metaphorically speaking. Yeah, and it's like it's creating a map where each landmark is a significant feature of the data and the roads between them tell us the direction of influence. Precisely. Now, how does it do this? It looks for a thing called a directed acyclic graph, or DAG for short. A DAG is essentially like a flowchart that doesn't loop back on itself. It can help model the cause and effect relationships between features in the data. And in the world of this podcast, Causal Pima is like our hero that embarks on the quest to carve out a DAG from a jungle of complex multimodal data, all without any preconceived map or prior. Exactly. It's like exploratory surgery for data. It uncovers the causal structures and links different features, all while providing us with more straightforward, interpretable insights. Now, after all that heavy lifting, the result is pretty rewarding. The algorithm successfully finds an interpretable causal structure and key features in the data. And it does all of this without any supervision. That's like learning to ride a bike without training wheels from the get-go. Impressive, right? What's even cooler is that you can apply this to all sorts of scenarios, like discovering new scientific phenomena or analyzing complex systems. To tie it up, causal disentanglement of multimodal data isn't just a fancy phrase. It's a gateway to understanding the why behind the patterns we see in rich data sets. With techniques like causal PIMA, we're scaling mountains of data to not just predict outcomes, but to truly understand the forces at play beneath. And that wraps up this episode. We hope your brains are buzzing with excitement about the possibilities of unlocking the secrets hidden within data. Join us next time as we continue to unravel the complex yarns of data science and machine learning. Until then, keep questioning, keep learning, and always look for the causal connections in the world around you. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Have you ever wanted to visit the Roman Empire wearing flip-flops? Or maybe strut down the streets of ancient Egypt in high heels? Well, now you can with Time Treaders. Walk through eras with style. Time Treaders is the first ever line of era-appropriate footwear with the comfort of modern technology. Imagine stepping into a gladiator arena with sneakers that have the soul of an emperor. And how about woolly mammoth fur-lined boots for the Ice Age? Now that's what I call cool. With Time Treaders, every step is a journey, and every era is a runway. Look like a pharaoh, feel like a god, and walk like an Egyptian, all with the convenience of Velcro. So, what are you waiting for? Step into history with Time Treaders. Walk through eras with style. This episode is brought to you by Time Treaders. Use promo code PODSTEP for 10% off and free temporal shipping.
Time Treaders, where style is timeless and time travel is as easy as tying your laces.